0: back To the Games I Guess Podcast. This is Games I Guess, episode 26 for June 29th, 2023. My name is Casey Tig. I'm the host of this nonsense. Josh Muster's there. Red and beautiful. Hi. Ready to blast it. I got sunburned, so I take offense. Maybe that's why your hair looks so like light and beautiful. I was out in the sun. Yeah, looking good. Like a fucking summer peach. This is this is my
1: version of a tan.
0: There you go. <laughs> this is a, a hue. <laughs> Ian McCammon, game dev and good friend down there, as the the yellow man from Sin City. Hello. <laughs> what is his good name? You know, the
2: yellow bastard.
0: Mm. Mm. Right. And if you can't tell, if it's not obvious, uh, we got a uh, Ryan of uh, the
3: Gamertron show fame. Yes, because it would be very obvious since, uh, as we all know, Elijah Wood from Sin City is, like, what I use for my uh, iconography. I think it was more that, yeah, I think you're, like, secretly a psychopath, and this is, like, <laughs> this is well, that part of you, personified. I, well, I'm just saying, when we do play Jackbox, a dark side of me comes out, I can't lie. It's good to know. Oh, no, you lie all the time. <laughs> all the time, just
0: when it's required. Like Very among us, scarily so we're gonna, well. We're we gonna tear open that wound today. Oh yeah, let's us. do it. When the great rift was formed, I
3: like should <laughs> music. Uh, oh my god, you guys are getting some deep games I guess lore right here. I don't know if this is backstory, games, I guess, lore. No. or I guess our our friend group lore. Ian, I'm curious, because is Ryan the reason why you don't want to
0: play Among Us ever again?
2: <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs>
0: If you're too no, on the spot, I don't, don't think worry so. about yeah.
2: it. Yeah. It's not like I'm like gagging to play Among Us without Ryan. That's know? true, yeah. <laughs> Ian has
3: indeed never hit us up. Like, you want to get some Among Us in while Ryan's not here? <laughs> uh, oh, it's still crazy that the first time we ever met Ian was through Among Us. What
1: a horrible first representation of each other.
0: <laughs> uh, Jesus. Um, Anyway, it's been a while since we've done this. We had some, uh, Josh had like a little vacation thing going on. We're already staggering weeks for Dark Souls, even though I haven't edited a Dark Souls video in a bit. Um, and then what happened? I think I just canceled one because of a work deadline recently. So apologies for that, but we're still here. I don't know if any of us are even gaming anymore. What are we doing here? Is this the I Guess show?
2: Josh? I don't know. I've been, I've been playing some, some games. Oh really? Yeah, hey, start man. us off. I played fucking like fifteen fucking point click adventure games. Tr- trying to get ready to play the fucking game I got Josh for his birthday with him.
1: Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 We. Uh, I meant to respond, but I did. Yeah. No worries. It's, there's
2: no pressure. It took me long enough to be ready. I mean, you have you know carte blanche to do uh, you know take as long as you need. But yeah. So so a few months ago, I got Josh uh, this game called The Past Within because a while ago, I don't remember when exactly, he had recommended pretty strongly uh, this sort of uh, suite of point-and-click adventure games called Rusty Lake, uh, which encompasses both the Rusty Lake trilogy and the Cube Escape series of games. And uh, I think I mentioned them uh, the last time when Skill Up was on that they're sort of these like sort of escape rooms slash point and click adventure games um, that uh, are sort of interconnected through this cryptic murder mystery slash occult horror mystery uh, that sort of extends through, you know, uh, the history of this place, Rusty Lake, and involves several different characters and intertwining storylines. and dark rituals and police investigations and stuff like that, sort of heavily influenced by Twin Peaks. Really heavily influenced by Twin Peaks.
0: That's Um, the only part I ever remember when when you talk about these, or is it it's a series, right? He said it is a series. Yeah, yeah. but that's the, the part that always sticks out is that you said it's like really inspired by Twin Peaks.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's like there are several direct references to Twin Peaks per game. I would say just like line drops or name drops or shit like that. So that clearly they're they're big fans and it definitely does have that feel. It's very surreal. It has this sort of whimsical art style, but it's very dark and uh, can get sort of you know, surprisingly gory or even like scatological, they have like a real obsession with like rendering poop, <laughs> like actually representing feces uh, oh in their games. Anyway, uh, so uh, so yeah, so there are, I believe, 14 of these games in total, including the one that I got for Josh. Um, so, so I figured I'd better get caught up on them and then set out to play <laughs> 14 point and click adventure games. All of which I assumed would be roughly half an hour to an hour long, because that's sort of what how long the first few are. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, there are some like, you know, basically full length, you know, four to six hour games in, in this collection. Um, so yeah. The multiple endings. There are multiple endings. and And like all of the information is basically relevant to the story and in fact, I don't know if they'll do this for the latest game, but there are like interconnected, like like you could know a potential solution for one game based on another game, and like or you'll like find something in a later game, like an alternative combination to a safe or something like that, and then you go back to an earlier game and you enter that combination and then you get more fucking content. Um, so yeah it ended up being very involved there's also like a half an hour short film <laughs> like Jesus that has Christ. clues in it <laughs> That's it's just... this whole like transmedia experience did josh um, uh, prepare
0: in the same way or is he just like well i'll just start it
2: no nah, i did not go through it like, i i've yeah. experienced he it doesn't some have, of it. he doesn't have my my compulsive neurosis. <laughs> um I'm sure he has his own compulsive tendencies, but not this particular one. But you did it, right? Like you're-, you're I did it. I, I, yeah, I finished the last one yesterday, I think. Um Got you, man. Yeah. You've been
0: you've been busy in general, so like we don't get to catch up other than this usually, like lately.
2: Yeah, it's been very no busy. I had no idea
0: that you were like knocking out 14 fucking games. <laughs>
2: in this yeah, game. well I also- I also started- uh, so I've had a uh, vacation this week, so I've been trying to like- focus uh, on my like sort of personal projects a little bit and like make some headway where I haven't really had time to do that but the other thing that I've been doing um I think you guys will be glad to hear that I finally found someone to play the first divinity original sin game through with me so I'm
1: oh cool now we can finally spend <sighs> 300 hours. Wow. Do how
0: do we avoid the inevitable once you finish this game with this person them being like okay now we get to play this one
2: Well, well, the the Divinity Original Sin 2 is a four-player game. That is true as well. So, I don't know. You guys have been asking me for a while, so I figured, you know, uh, we would have four people uh, to push forward with that. If uh, my friend is interested in continuing, which... Who knows? (laughs) It's still (laughs) early days yet. We're only... 34 hours into the game, um, which I believe puts oh, us no. at about the the 25% ish mark. Yeah, something like
3: that. Yeah, that's going to be, crazy that's gonna be thing. the last thing. Divinity. Yeah, that's the crazy thing about the Divinity games is that I'm excited you could get more. thousands of hours out of these games, not just from like the the character you build or the choices you make in the story, but just all the wacky shit you can do in those games. Yeah, really, yeah, I think, I think-
1: just all the origins and shit,
3: you
2: know. I think the second one is wackier than the first one, Uh, but the first one is definitely wacky. Um, If you are unfamiliar with the Divinity uh, Original Sin games, um, my take on it would be that they're basically, I mean, they're basically classic isometric RPGs, um, but with a special emphasis on like, like a really heavy emphasis on crowd control right? There's this whole like core mechanic involving different types of like zones, right? And elemental, you know, uh, qualities that you can apply to areas and combine to get, you know, various status effects. Um, That to me is the real, you know, dividing line between Divinity. And it's sort of cool because a, a, a few years ago now I played Divine Divinity, the very first game in the series, and Beyond Divinity, which are basically, so like everywhere that Divinity Original Sin is like, you know, classic Infinity Engine RPGs, um, which is strictly mechanical, I would say, I don't know. The, the um, you know, the stories in the Infinity Engine RPGs tend to be like really, really in depth. Um, This one less so, much more mechanically focused. But anyway, where Original Sin takes influence from Infinity Engine RPGs, uh, OG Divinity and Beyond Divinity take influence from like Diablo, like Diablo 1. Um, But they 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 also apply like this, like sort of philosophy of environmental interaction, right? So like in Original Sin, you can like move barrels and crates around the battlefield and like, you know, uh, uh, use them to trigger traps or block, you know, toxic ooze vents or whatever. That's all stuff like from sort of from the very beginning that I like remembered. Um, I've only played uh, Original Sin
0: 2 and even that's a little foggy. Maybe someone here who's more familiar can help me out. But isn't like a big part of the combat in that game sort of like tactically understanding the environmental things happening in the in the field yeah, like for oh sure. I'm gonna yes. this on fire which combines with this which creates like a noxious fume that'll do damage over time on this turn yes. next turn and i i don't know if it's always been that
2: way historically that's definitely in original sin 1 that's what i mean when i say there's like you know the zoning yeah you know, i really like that stuff, stuff honestly yeah i think it's cool um it definitely makes um, it so that you cannot play in like the traditional, like fighter, like melee fighter led, you know, because because they're, they, they're just getting caught in like AOEs constantly. So you have to be like really, really smart about your like melee people. Um, I'm playing a pure mage build, which is like insanely fucking powerful. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm I not even game, that magic far users,
1: Magic users definitely, I think, have the advantage in this game. Uh, Yeah,
2: well, they can directly minute, you know, like, like I'm specced in, you know, at least one point into every single school of magic, which means that there are very few, you know, environmental effects that I can't, you know, trigger, you know, somehow. (laughs) Um, But it's also tough and it has like a, like a pretty, uh, I mean, it's like, it's very much, uh, you know, sort of classic tactical turn based in its. Interface. Aren't there like
0: distances too though? Like, like, yeah,
2: yeah,
0: like, I don't know. I don't remember all of the sort of elements or status effects or whatever you would like to call them, but I do remember I played a lot of this like undead warrior guy in Divinity Original Sin 2 who was like, and because he was undead, he, uh, was healed by poison so every time there was like poison barrels around I would just send him like headlong yeah. into there and they'd <laughs> be like trying to kill me but they're just healing me and if he's like standing in a poison puddle he's just like
3: what? Yeah. Um, That's the wonderful thing about um, uh, indie games is that they encourage you to like discover the sandbox and use it to its fullest potential.
0: It reminds me of Final Fantasy in a way because uh, for a while and I didn't grow up playing a ton of JRPGs but I just there was something cool to me again about like, the undead thing. Like you can use heal spells against them and it damages them, like shit like that. Uh, I don't don't know. I just like when, um, the game designers put thought into, like how can we make this, system perhaps more interesting. You know, like.
1: There's a there's a character in Pathfinder, the Pathfinder RPGs that's like that, Uh, and in that game it's actually kind of difficult because yeah you can get healed by these. Normally damaging items and spells, but a lot of times you get caught out. Like everyone has these healing potions, but you get caught out without having anything to heal you. Then because the healing potions would actually damage you uh, right. anytime you would use them. So I, I like the balancing in that.
0: So you're 34 hours in, you said? Yeah. Damn, man. That's gonna be a journey too,
2: <laughs> right? Yeah. Is how long so, this game, you said it was. Yeah, like, it's like, like uh, I don't know, team. it's a hundred plus hours, I think. So. Hmm. Um, but it's nice because I, I also think that like, you know, pr- the, you know, a huge amount of that time as you do in these like big RPGs, a huge amount of that time just spent like traveling back to town to like sell your shit. Right. Right. Because it definitely has that still at its core. It has that sort of like classic Diablo loop where, um, I actually really like this mechanic. Actually, this is in the original divinity as well. These teleportation pyramids. Um, and you basically, you know, they're like, <laughs> you know, uh, telephone cans, but for teleportation, you throw one down somewhere, you carry the other one with you, and you can teleport back to the original one anytime you want. Um, so you definitely have this like venture out, do an encounter, collect all your loot, teleport back, sell all your shit gear up if you can although i will say that i don't think i can i can't like summon to mind an rpg in recent memory where i was as like constantly broke as i am in divinity like they're real stingy with the with the fucking gold you'll like finish this like big killer ass like fucking boss fight and they'll give you like 32 gold <laughs> <laughs> oh man
0: that's <laughs> including tip it sounds like a live service model yeah, man. Oh, speaking of, uh, I guess I could talk about what I've been up to. The reason why we didn't have a show the last time we were scheduled to have a show is because I was in the middle of um, doing like IGN stuff for Diablo Four and uh, also another thing. Uh, but Diablo Four is what I was thinking of since it kind of it's like a natural segue. Um, they have a similar mechanic with the teleporting thing. It's not like a thing you. I guess it is kind of a thing you lay down, but you have like a, a like a portal that you can open. The town portal. Yeah. Um, Classic. Uh... And I think that's been a thing. I'm pretty new to Diablo, honestly. I've I missed out on one and two. I played a little bit of three with Josh, I think, um, and that was it. But this is one like I went pretty hard at, <laughs> at it, and it, uh, it's pretty good. Um, I'm not an ARPG like expert, so. It makes a ton of sense that I wrote the guide for the necromancer
2: Not being an expert, but uh, yeah, did a
0: good job though. I feel good about that video
1: it's and it a fel- I mean, honestly method.
2: I think personally as a consumer Thanks. of build guides I think that a person who is Not an expert You know, but right. still competent is yeah, actually better because like super technical yeah. build guides I find very difficult to wrap my head around. I know they're useful for like super hardcore RPG guys, but like, I don't know. I play for the story usually, so right. <laughs> like, I'm not super like buildy, build crafty.
0: The story in Diablo Four is pretty pretty solid, by the way. No. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you'd appreciate the like the chase and the grind aspect because I certainly don't. Which maybe I shouldn't say that out loud, but uh.
2: That's always what's turned me away from the Diablo games. Um, it's just such a cool fucking world. Like, it's so... Cool. It looks great.
0: It's really I love dark. uh Nothing has a happy ending ever in that game. And, like, all the side quests are solid. Like, they all have, like, cool premises, cool stories. They're all voice acted. Sound great. Um, yeah, man. Once you, like, finish that campaign and you're just stuck with the Okay, now get good part. It's just like, ugh. Oh, I don't know, <laughs> man. And uh, but I guess that's the main draw, and then
2: the real yeah the real Diablo fans that's what they're there for I think you know, it's a, yeah, that, that it's loop a, is very satisfying to some people. It's a frame
0: of mind that I am not that I do not subscribe to, and I'm not familiar with really. Um, so I'm interested to see. I, I believe I'm doing some coverage for like when the seasonal stuff starts, and apparently in AR- ARPGs that means that you start a whole new character and start over again, which fun.
1: But or maybe uh, you'll get to do the mage this time, or the sorcerer, or whatever. It
0: is. Yeah, I'd like to do something different. That's the that's the, like the big upside, I guess, is that you get to pick something new. The and, druid. And I
1: heard the druid calls druid, to me. I heard a recent update too that they made endgame stuff a little bit less. I don't, yeah. know, not, I don't know if it's less difficult or less grindy or what, but I, it's supposed to be a I think
0: they easier. increased XP from like all sources. Apparently, it was pretty. I don't know. Pretty bare. But, uh, I haven't heard Ryan in a while. Ryan, what have you been playing, my <laughs> dude? Give me a like, I, oh. you play more games than probably most of us. So, like, don't go too crazy, but like, what's the
3: main oh, thing course. you've been playing recently? Uh, what's your play game? I'd say the, the two games, <laughs> the two games that I, I've put the, the, the most time into and really enjoyed. Number one, uh, I know you, uh, I don't know how familiar Josh is with this, but uh, Ian and Casey, I know you guys are familiar with this. Returnal. I finally got oh. to play Returnal. I actually Returnal. haven't played Returnal. I, I wanna to go actually I own it, but I have not touched it. It was so I I will Returnal, keep, but I'm not super I will sure. keep spoilers to, to a minimum, but I will say this it's easily become one of my new favorite games. I was really, really impressed with it. One, the third person shooting, the gameplay, the gunplay, solid, a lot of fun, really action packed. Um so smooth but not, I noticed. Like that was the oh, first yeah. thing that I noticed. I think I
0: even I don't know if i said it on this show or if i just like messaged ian because ian and, and i had talked about like being interested in that in the past
2: so there's co-op right so we could, we could theoretically do that yeah. uh, together at some point in the future here but i
0: feel like i commented to somebody saying like it just feels fucking good to play like it's like just your, the way you move the shooting um i think i bought it when it was like a like the i don't know it just recently come out so it wasn't as optimized i was getting like random crashes
3: uh, that has gotta have been fixed by now. So I'm like... Uh, you know, I'm, now, I, I have experienced crashes, but I can confirm it's my hardware. It's not the game. <laughs> really? The ga- yeah, because the game uh, is very CPU-intensive, and I got an old-ass CPU. But what? wonderful thing about the PC version of the game is, like, the, all these uh, features for um, low, low-end PCs to be able to play the game. Like, um, uh, I forget, I forget the name of what it's called, but that thing that, like, modifies your resolution. Oh, like adaptive, resolution. adaptive resolution, adaptive scaling. It has multiple adaptive scaling features. So you can find the right one that works for your for your hardware. It's a really great PC port in terms of the amount of options available. I was really I was impressed with that.
1: I was gonna say that shit was built for the PS5, basically, right? Like yep. so Yeah, yeah. It was originally perfect, a right?
3: PlayStation exclusive, yeah. Because uh, like, I'm surprised that the
1: port plays well, just because usually games are like like, this is the ps5 game
0: that's you know i mean right it was good I, to hear though how long was it oh, first yeah. i mean it, first party but like how long was it exclusive i guess it was it well
3: yeah over a year it released in 2021 yes it released in 2021 but only became available this year now on pc this is unrelated but for
0: some reason talking about this reminded me of fucking control i still have to finish that i feel like i should uh,
3: I, I, I can't I wait I for I Alan Wake 2. Alan Wake 2 coming out. Yeah, Remedy's remedies on a roll. Remedy's I haven't
0: even played I've never played an Alan Wake game either. Oh. <laughs>
2: one day, <laughs> one day I believe, I, I, believe I believe for a while you could not get the first one, but I believe it's been returned to stores. It's been really oh. yeah, it
1: was it was taken off the store a long time. Music ago, licensing
2: issues, right?
1: It, it, I don't oh, remember right. exactly but that it was taken was off the store thing. for a while. Um I will say though the the music in that game is excellent, uh, the old gods of Asgard and all that, they have that in control as well, but mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, it was taken off. But it's been it's been in stores for a little while now. I think a, a couple years. Yeah, yeah, I think it was a while yeah. ago that it came out. But what did they, uh, man. Which, what oh, did they
0: remaster? Which one was that? The... the original
1: Alan Wake. The original
3: yeah. first okay.
1: one. There's the original, and then there's like a, a standalone
3: spin-off Space game thing. called american, american nightmare
1: american nightmare which i also
3: played not as good but still fine right, that uh, was a more gameplay combat focused game whereas alan Wake one is very story focused yeah that was actually one of my first like way back when let's plays when that was a thing american oh, nightmare shit. yeah
0: i think I, yeah. I
1: think
3: i remember that yeah. is that yeah. available somewhere online josh but we yeah, can it's see on that youtube channel yeah yeah we oh, never fucked josh's
0: youtube stuff but it exists oh we should yeah make fun of him
2: well, I,
1: I need to. I need to make more content. Honestly, not
0: let's plays necessarily, but uh, I mean, that's why I got you guys for. You might as well. Oh. We got the Minecraft server at Ian's request. That was going to be my. No
1: joke. No joke.
2: The entire world of survival crafting games. It's hard to think of one I'm less enthusiastic about. Ooh, to be honest, that's fine, and not because I have anything particular against Minecraft. In fact, I I hear for people who are into those games, it's very good. Well, I've never looked at Minecraft and thought I got to get my hands on that shit. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Have you ever played it ever in your life? It's just never happened? No, I've never played it. I had
2: a friend who was, like, obsessed with it when I was in... The modding in Iceland, Minecraft alone. I, I mean, I'm, mm-hmm.
1: you
0: can make it something that you like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's, like, one of the most... Um, what's the comparison here? Like, Valheim's excellent as well, but it's like, oh, yeah. just, like... so. The stakes are always so high in Valheim. Nothing matters in Minecraft ever like nothing ever matters you could just like live in a dirt hole the whole time and it doesn't matter um you get experience for killing monsters and it doesn't really matter like you can just get it back in an hour or whatever um i don't know i mean you set
1: your own goals so you know you whatever loss there is is, is whatever you are right. caring about at that moment you know and, <laughs> and there is an end game called the end uh but uh but past that, you still continue doing whatever you want to do. It's it's so open-ended and there's so many mods and it's just... It, it, I think it gets a bad rap too, just because of, you know, it's being like a lot of kids, like young kids into it. But it's been around since, you know, we were, what, 20? I think it
0: has the Fortnite problem. Like, yeah. Like I judge Fortnite and judge people that play it. And as a human with like feelings, I know that that's not right. <laughs> Um I think people do that with Minecraft all the time.
3: Uh, yeah, that happens with quite a few few games like despite their it's too popularity mainstream. or the yeah, yeah. <sighs> when when the popular uh, popularity blinds people to the actual qualities of the product. Like you you understand from a certain perspective because some people who follow these mainstream hyper popular products are undeniably obnoxious (laughs) but you're gonna get that with anything that's hyper popular and mainstream you're gonna get those people who are fans of it that are just um not normal
2: (laughs) to be be fair though like i've played a little Fortnite, and like it's a functional game. It feels good and it's easy to get into, right? I, had, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't call fun. it like, I wouldn't call it like, like a staggering work of genius or anything here. Like, it's a pretty fucking game. No, the marketing, you know, the, marketing middle genius, of the road yeah. fucking game. You know? Your
1: genius
0: is definitely in the marketing.
1: But, yeah. uh, I mean, I mean, I don't know. I played Fortnite and it's fun. It's just that there's a stigma attached and I, I you know, then Battle Royale just kind of like got out of hand and all that sort of stuff. But but I was talking to Casey a little bit ago when when he had the server about how Minecraft uh, how it was bought by Microsoft and like everything Microsoft seems to buy outside of their own shit seems to like they're just like they shit on it and then they shelve it like Skype. Skype is basically like done, right? I, mean, I know it's still around but like no one uses it.
0: Hey, some boomers really uh, depend on Skype.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, but well, that's my point. <laughs> but, uh, but 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 Micro or, or Minecraft, they really are doing a good job since they acquired it. So I'm pleasantly surprised by that. Yeah. With yeah. these updates. The most recent update especially is cool. With the archaeology.
0: Yeah, I haven't played it since like maybe pre-alpha, at least beta. Like I, I'm not sure. But basically everything's different. Like I, I know how to make tools and it's like it. So, uh, it's, no, it's been kind of cool. It's like a blast from the past kind of thing. I played Minecraft a lot, way back when. And there's just something cool about having like a live server where it's only for your buddies, you know? They like can come and go as they please and build stuff, don't, whatever. Anyway, wasn't really expecting to talk about Minecraft, but I'm surprised that Ian has like never touched it. Huh.
1: That was gonna be one of my things
0: I was gonna bring up. What, Minecraft? Yeah, Sorry. that we've been playing was that. Yeah, yeah we, we got to go back, got to figure it out. Anyway, um, Ryan, you had mentioned two games.
3: Ah, uh, yes, well, yes. Game number two, if you don't mind. Me um, it. well, besides Returnal, I played this wonderful, wonderful indie game. I actually recommended to you this to you a while ago. Strayed Lights. It's this and that's the really one with the colors, right? The... Yes, it is the one yeah. with the, the colors. colors. funny. J-
0: I can put this in the freaking video. I was supposed to cover that and I didn't and oh, now you're shit. covering it for me. <laughs> yes. There we go.
3: High five. <laughs> All right, uh, tell the people. Yeah. All right. Well, straight lights. It's I I I really think whenever you get around to playing this, like it's right up your alley. It's short, it's sweet, it's visually beautiful. It's got a Lovely, lovely soundtrack. Like uh, it's 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 a wonderful thing to like get you nice and comfortable and relax. But um, the the star of the show here is the combat, which like it's it's basically a rhythm game. It's a very engaging, very intense at times rhythm game, where when you're fighting these enemies and eventually these visually spectacular boss battles. You're, you're basically trying to get a hold of a pattern. You're learning the enemy's attack patterns, or you're learning the boss's attack patterns, and you're getting the rhythm down. Where does uh, the color come in? The color comes in is that like enemies will switch colors. They'll switch from blue to orange to purple. Blue and orange, your character can switch between those two colors on the fly, on a button press, and if you match the colors with the enemy, and you parry their attacks, like, with whatever color they're attacking you with, you'll uh, deal damage to the enemy and regain health. you can also parry and block attacks with doing the wrong color, but you don't get those added benefits. So, the game, like, other games have parry mechanics, and you're, like, encouraged to parry just to straight up avoid damage. But in Straight Lights, you're encouraged to parry because, well, you deal damage when you parry and you regain health. It's an excellent... Addition that encourages you like okay. I can't just attack and dodge like in other melee action games if I parry I'm I'm vastly rewarded for it and eventually the game gets you in this rhythm this cycle of attacking dodging parrying Matching colors and it's a it's very satisfying and it makes you feel really good When you nail down the rhythm of an enemy or and uh, when you get to the bosses like Oh man, the cutscenes and the music when it all amps up—it's it's very impressive for an indie game. And the fact that this is the developer's first game, this is their first game, their debut title—it's all the more impressive. These are obviously some like industry vets that got together, made their own studio, made their own game, and right. really, uh, really enjoyed my time with with straight Lights. The, uh, some, is there any like Soulsy? I always, I got like Soulsy vibes looking at it. Like, well, there are Soul there are Soulsy vibes. Like, there's definitely some challenge to it, but I wouldn't say it's like. As soul-crushing at times, like Dark Souls and Elden Ring could could be at times. There's definitely some leeway in the in your special abilities. There's a special ability that um, lets you um, like parry all damage from all colors and get the benefits. There's another ability that lets you do like a super attack that stuns enemies. So you have some benefits to help uh, turn the tides in your favor, but uh, it still encourages you to like learn uh, the enemies' attack patterns. Dodge when you have to, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm-hmm. Again, and it's like it's, the music's great, visuals are beautiful, it's short and sweet, it doesn't overstay its welcome. I really enjoyed my time with straight lights, and it's funny that we're talking about this now just earlier today. I recorded my video for straight lights, which I hopefully... This was all it was
0: goddamn it, it was all a fucking shameless plug.
3: <laughs> straight. <laughs> lights where is that I, maybe i have an it it's epic. it's it's on epic and it's just recently come out on steam and had a brand new okay, update it on that epic, ad- then. yeah they just added some new difficulty modes they have a new story mode and a new like hard mode next to the the normal mode like and i have to say the normal difficulty is pretty solid i i di- i died a few times but i never felt like oh this is too hard or anything like that mm-hmm. Have you heard it's
0: of straight. this scene before? Straight lights.
3: I have not. No, yeah, it looks good. It
0: looks cool. I don't know if I've yeah, seen any like images. It's pretty. Yeah, I'm
2: looking at the screenshots right now.
0: It kind of yeah. looks like Remnant a little. Like, I get Remnant vibes from some of the monsters. I don't know if it's just oh a brute yeah, kind of. I don't know. Speaking of, I, we don't have to talk about yes. too long, but Remnant Two coming up soon. Oh my god! I, I can't believe it's coming
3: out so soon. Yeah, I pre-ordered it a while ago too. I can't believe July twenty fifth. We're less than a month away.
0: Yeah, that's one of my most anticipated. And I don't know. I don't know. I didn't realize that I liked Remnant 1 that much, but I guess I did. Like, I must have like really liked it. Josh, are you going to play Remnant 2? <laughs> Look at Josh's uh, face.
1: <laughs> like, I mean, I'm not opposed, I guess. Oh, yeah. Like, well you if, liked Remnant, didn't you Josh? If it, if it shows it up right. in
0: my Steam library, I might play it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Kinda, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. It's not it's not high on my priority board, but I would play it. I mean it was it was alright. Can you name me one
3: thing you liked about Remnant? <laughs> uh it's not destiny. <laughs> two things. Can you name me two things?
0: <laughs> He's gonna just say another destiny thing. <laughs> uh, Come on. I
1: mean leave it, uh, it yet. Yeah. It was a fun it was a fun game. It it took the shit I don't like about Destiny out of that.
0: If that makes sense. Like it, I don't know. It's weird that you like <laughs> that you draw like a Destiny parallel. Yeah, like, it, it I has draw a, a Dark Souls parallel when I think yeah. about it. Yeah. I mean, I I see the Dark
1: Souls in it as well. Um but it was it was the it feels like a mish like a mashup of the two really. I'd say there's a bit of looter.
3: Does it have a, uh, a power level system? I can't remember. It had a gear score. It had a gear score. Yeah. It basically but could it basically let like, you know.
0: It wasn't like power up your armor and like swap out pieces to make the number go higher. No, no. It
3: wasn't like it, that. Like It was more about finding weapons and armor that suit the playstyle and build you wanted to go for. Like you could, like you could, hell, you could beat the game not wearing any armor. You can go full naked. Like it's a... Very skill-based game. Like, you can dodge almost every attack, and if you learn the enemy's uh, attacks, of course. Well, that and, last you know, boss, and, and that... We we actually... Because I played it with Casey.
1: We never beat it, at least not with me, because uh, that last boss was insane.
0: Well, that boss has, like, a, like a, a known flaw <laughs> where I complained about it in my review. Same thing. Actually, the DLC boss pisses me off, too. The final boss of both mm-hmm. the DLC and the base game have, like, just a dumb... What would you call it, Ryan? Like, a dumb... Uh, mechanic or gimmick? Maybe a gimmick. It seems like an oversight. Like, I don't know. I think they fixed it. I don't remember what it was, but essentially you could, like, build your character wrong. So oh, yeah So that you could not, like, withstand the... The fight at the end, because it there was like
3: yes, because the yeah. the shadow realm when the boss would ta- teleport yeah, you to the you, shadow realm and dra- drain your health, you would take tick damage, but it was like yeah, a, it wasn't like a flat percentage, it was
0: like a number of damage. So mm-hmm. if you didn't spec into health hardcore, you were
3: just like boom, dead. <laughs> yeah, Jesus, um, I think they fixed that though, but I don't know. It's been a while since I'm fr- I am I'm it. pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they they fixed that. I haven't like gone through a campaign in a while. I have been having a craving to go back to, to Remnant 1, as I, I've told you in DMs, and just play it, play it some more before Remnant 2 launches, because, oh man, I really hope that, like, Gunfire Games, because, like, Remnant 1 was a sleeper hit. It did pretty well for uh, for them. It sold more than they were expecting, but with Remnant 2, I really... It launch as well. Like, it yeah! It ran well. It was,
0: yeah. I hope the same.
3: Yeah, properized video games. I, I hope this, like, really puts Gunfire on the map and makes Remnant a more... Main, mainstream franchise because like again it's it's such a good example. No microtransactions, like uh, no like like you said ran well. No major bugs or anything like that. It's just, it's just a good solid ass video game mm-hmm. that, that like doesn't feel like you're getting ripped off or that oh well have to wait a few months for patches before I can play this properly etc etc. Right. Bad segue, but Ian,
0: I forgot. <clears throat> Are we gonna talk about the? Uh... What's the name? Killer Frequency? Oh, yeah. We can talk about yeah.
2: Killer Frequency.
0: I, I didn't catch the whole thing,
2: so... I thought it was not great, honestly. Uh, and it was really sad for me because I was really expecting something different.
3: Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm yeah. sorry to interrupt. Killer Frequency. That's that game where you play as a radio show host and... The hell, found, did like- you
2: just call it Killer Frequency? <laughs> did I? I don't know. You just it something weird. I don't know. Frequency. So We'll to roll back <laughs> the tape here frequency
0: uh, frequency yeah you play as like frequency. a dj like a radio dj yeah and you're trying to stop a killer right this is what I, okay here's the pitch real quick just so like i got a code for it because i keep an eye out for horror stuff cuz ian's like really into horror and then get, people were saying positive things about it so i just saw a cool looking game good positive buzz i have a podcast ian loves horror makes sense and i th- i don't know i guess it just didn't land
2: no, I mean it looked cool. I had yeah, I had yeah. high hopes for it. Um We had a little fun um, in the
0: beginning though with, with the fucking soundboards
2: and shit. Yeah, so there's there's some there's some fun stuff. So there are a couple of issues that I think uh plague it cuz I think fundamentally it's a good idea, right? You're basically you're locked in a in a radio uh room. I know. This and game. they come up with an incredibly contrived reason why you are like responsible for helping people as opposed to the police. It's probably unnecessary, right? They, or or at least they could have come up with a better fucking reason, right?
0: It was a little um, wild that they were just having these conversations, like just in the opening couple of minutes, like just on air, like with the label. Oh, it's insane. Finding the body. The cops body. are
2: like, you know, every, you know, all the police are dead. I'm running away. So <laughs> you, the radio DJ, are gonna have to like, become the 911, like switchboard operator. I don't know. I felt like, you know, I don't know, perhaps there was a more stylized way to approach that or something. Anyway, that was fine, though, because like, OK, you know, they didn't play it necessarily as straight as I would have preferred a horror game. Because the, the beginning is, is the opening sequence, which is very sort of divorced from the rest of the game, as far as I can tell. It's sort of a first person thing where you're walking around through an alley and you're being sort of pursued by the killer. And it's very stylized, but it still has like a sort of palpable tension and vibe to it. feels sort of grim, um, despite its sort of tunishness. But then, I mean, the real problem is that then the like, characters start talking. Like, that's the real fucking kicker, right? Then she opened um, her mouth. <laughs> well, it's not even like it's, you know, it's fine if they if it's jokier that I wanted to be the, the real breaking point for me, though, was that it's, it's very overwritten, right? Um, and so you end up, you know, and and the way it sort of works is that you're solving puzzles and you have to sort of correlate, you know, objects uh, like you might be you might have a map. Right? And you might be talking to somebody on the phone who's telling you where they are, and you're trying to, like, tell them where to go to hide from the killer, right? And that's cool, except for the fact that the, like, you know, the fucking clues are, like, hidden in, like, the least compelling fucking dialogue, right? And they give you a whole bunch of shit. You got like a soundboard you can play with. You can do like, you know, shoot baskets with like paper balls into the trash can. (laughs) You can just like walk around and like just diddle with stuff. And I found myself so distracted just like not paying attention to what people were saying because they would just drag on and on. You'd like sit through like 45 seconds of just inane... (laughs) We get it. You're getting murdered, God. Yeah, well, it's not even that. It's like it's like they it's like somehow they made that boring, right? It's like so, you know because the the character would like they'd always have to like sort of describe the situation and then make a few like completely like just like banal comments about it and then like a few like try and in a few cheap yucks with like a couple of like mimi like jokes. And it's just like, I don't know, I found myself unable to complete puzzles because I could not concentrate on the dialogue, you know, well enough to understand how to complete the puzzle, right? I think I had
1: played some sort of demo of it, and I remember it coming off similarly, but I, I felt it was more like one of those things where you just turn off your brain as far as, like, you, you know, suspend your disbelief and, and just kind of like, all right, let's just fucking be stupid. Let's go.
2: <laughs> but you can't do that because, like, like some of the... Like, by the time you get to, like, past the mid-game, like, like, some of the puzzles are, like, they're, like, tricky-ass, like, word problems. Like, oh, you have this map, and you have to figure out who has the shortest route, Like like, who of three town residents has the shortest route to save this person who's like in the burning warehouse. But you have to like take into account like road closures and like all of these like particular conditions that aren't reflected on the map. And you're like getting them from the dialogue. And then like, you know, yeah, it's, it's uh So I found it very, I found it very difficult uh, and to to like focus on the dialogue and what I needed to be doing in order to solve the puzzles. And you did did not finish it, is that? I've not finished it yet. Now I'm. I've got to be pretty close to the end, though.
3: Um, I've got to ask because I'm fascinated. Is the di- do you find the dialogue to be bad because of the voice acting or the writing?
2: The voice acting is pretty fucking flat. Uh, I will say, um, but the writing is flatter. I think um, and more Perfect. overwrought. Um, the guy. I mean, like the, the main guy, like sounds. It's like, I mean, there are people getting murdered on the phone, and he's just like, does not give a single
0: fuck. We were, we were talking Aww, whenever you man. were playing through it, it was like, this is a travesty that Josh Musser is not playing this character. <laughs> like, <laughs> straight up. They probably could have gotten a better deal. It would have been a better performance.
2: It really is. Yeah. It's a tragedy. And then, and like I say, I mean, the the. I don't know, the fucking dialogue, it has this quality that I really don't like. Uh, and maybe it's just a me thing, because, you know, as Casey, as you pointed out, the game is, like, well-reviewed and people remark on the, like, quality of the story. Um, but I don't know, there's this, like, I don't know, this, like, Joss Whedon-y, like, self-aware, like, lol random, you know, fucking... I don't know, I-I-I saw somebody describe something possibly the Original Sin, as having, like, Redditor dialogue. I thought that was a really interesting label. Um, and I think that Killer Frequency contains, you know, what this person was referring to. I don't know. It's just this, like, this try-hard, naturalistic, like, pseudo-folksy. Like, <laughs> he's self-aware. I don't know. It's hard to, like, put a, put a, you know, specific point on it but it definitely has that quality which tends to lead to me you know tuning out so i don't know maybe if you like that stuff i'll tell you you know what i would unfavorably compare it to uh would be firewatch because firewatch has a very similar formula um as far as their like you know character interactions go i think um but a far more compelling central relationship and I think that you know a little bit more of the you know Firewatch depth could have helped uh, Killer Frequency quite a bit, and it's also really- just a sense of tension. Like like Firewatch is a really well told thriller. It really and, uh, is. Killer Frequency is not that. It's not even really a well told slasher. I think uh, they
1: should have gone on like full full absurdity with it. Like the guy, like they're calling him like. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, you're calling number thirteen. you're gonna have to try again.
2: You know, yeah, like I mean that. that's the thing. I was I you know, one thing that I did say, like very early on was that it was an absolute travesty that fucking the soundboard only had like six sound effects that you could do. And like an air horn wasn't one of them. Like <laughs> oh, no, I was gonna say that's like required. Oh and on the on that, on that note. <laughs>
3: <laughs> thanks
2: discord yeah man, i just discovered that i guess this is new the, yeah what this Discord soundboard yeah. yeah
0: and in the uh i mean this is just for us i guess but in the uh the discord server it has room for some discord server specific sound effects so yeah. we got the
2: got him is in there <laughs>
0: as well as classic the uh so yeah you're more than welcome, Ian, to, uh, to throw up one of your, I don't know, creations or inspirations. <laughs> uh, Tony no, Soprano cool. could go in there.
2: <laughs>
3: oh, my uh, God. So,
0: yeah. Oh! <laughs> 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 oh, there's so many good quotes. Uh, the Sopranos. That's oh. what this podcast should have been. It should have been you walking a bunch of people who have not seen it through it like episode to episode <laughs> so just fun. a Sopranos book club <laughs> like, oh, after, after show yes. podcast show yeah. I actually legitimately like podcasts like that um, mm. it's just that our our, uh, our interests are aligned enough to talk about games but not to talk about like
2: one fucking thing like that
0: I think yeah. anyway I would I'd,
1: I'd watch the Sopranos I just haven't Time and
2: Well I mean the time the time to make a Sopranos podcast, unless you are like a veteran cast member of the Sopranos was decades ago. (laughs) It wouldn't be for I mean
0: it's not really It's not
2: for them, it's for us. (laughs) Exactly
0: syndication problem. It's more like an activity for us, I guess. But uh but yeah. Anyway. Did everybody talk about all the games they played that they want to talk about, Ian? You got fourteen plus any Josh. I didn't talk about anything. you right. I didn't think so. <laughs> thought we were missing something. What do you got? Sorry. Oh, we talked about uh, Minecraft. I guess I thought that was... Well, yeah, I mean, Minecraft
1: was one of them, but I wasn't going to, like, go into depth with it, because I did I did Minecraft. I got back into RimWorld uh, again. It's my most played one, but uh, mm. the one I actually want to talk about, and I brought it up, I think, on a previous episode as, like, an indie spotlight, but Dave the Diver just I was got talk about released. Yeah!
0: Yeah. yeah! I was just playing that today.
1: I, uh, That's cool I was, I've been playing it, and it's, uh... So good. It deservedly has the you know it has the overwhelmingly positive reviews like 98 percent or some shit, uh, deservedly so. And uh, it, it's really well paced, good humor. It's I funny. Think. Yeah,
0: it's funny. It's yeah. chill, but it like, also like, isn't useless. Like it has some yeah. stakes. Yeah, I like it a lot. The, the cutscenes
1: uh, made me laugh with uh, Boncho or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one in particular, there's a cutscene. I forget like when you upgrade one of the recipes, and he like. Has his like little mini sushi knife or whatever, he, and like a flower petal comes by and gets sliced in half. Loads are putting the soy
0: sauce, the soy sauce, mm-hmm. the one drop.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, but it, it floats in front of the fish tank and the fish is in there, like, oh god. <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, it's it's really well paced too. Like I like I said, it was um, from the beginning. It it unlocks things really well and it pulls you along without holding your hand. Uh, into into the progression of everything, but at the same time, if you don't get it, like you said, there's stakes, but it's not like if you don't get it, you're fucked.
0: Right. Um, Ian, you,
2: you know, know this you, game? Yeah. I just uh, added it to my wish list the other day. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. pretty good. Yeah, it looks, like looks I don't know cool. if it's like I don't
0: know if it's like up your alley entirely, but I I don't know. I think as an indie dev, you probably. It's a single player adventure
2: RPG featuring deep sea exploration. So.
0: Right, yeah. no, no. I mean, on paper, that all sounds like you know, good checking good Ian boxes. But I guess
2: it's I a little, know. it's a little goofy. But I mean, uh, I think you would. I'm it. okay with good with good goofy. Like I, I don't want to come off like like my my killer frequency reviews because I'm like a humorless no, bastard. No. Like I like a good <laughs> fucking funny game, but it needs to be like actually
3: funny. <laughs> Just... Like Monkey Island. Before. It's very sp- Monkey Island or Grim Fandango, right. Yeah, yeah it's,
0: it's very self-aware. Um, I was but, surprised because I only played it maybe an hour or two maybe today. And uh, it's one of those games where you, you know, like Subnautica style, you got to dive and dive deeper. So you got to think about oxygen and, you know, pressure, like depth, how deep you yeah. can go and how much weight you can hold. Mm-hmm. But I was really surprised at how quickly I would just add gold to unlock. Like, oh, just increase my oxygen tank or my inventory capacity or my, you yeah. know, upgrade my suit to go deeper. It didn't like drag it out for 15 hours. It I was, was like, I was Ew. a
1: little worried about, especially the uh, being able to go deeper because I didn't realize that they were gonna, they, they did a good job of being like, of, of pulling you to the edge of where you're able to go. And even if you died or whatever, but then you realize, oh, there's oxygen tanks down there. There's these, mm-hmm. the, the low escape pod things that, so you can you can have this like point of return where you're not like rushing back up to the surface. Cause that, my very first time down, that's what happened to me. I, I died or got rescued or whatever, because I was like rushing back to the surface. Cause I didn't know that like right below me, there had been a, uh, like a sub spot. Of course it's proce- kind of procedural every time it changes, yeah. every time you go down there. The
0: ocean's different.
1: Uh, yeah, but uh, they just, they just do a really good job, of, so far, of balancing and progression, pace, all that sort of stuff,
0: and uh, self-aware humor without being incredibly stupid. How early in am I? So, 96 minutes, hey, I'm like pretty early. I don't know how long of a game it is, but I, I still feel like I'm just sort of scratching the surface. I haven't unlocked all the mechanics yet, I know that. Yeah, same. Um, um,
3: Ryan, Ryan, have, have like you the, the looked at this stuff. game at all? Well, oh, I have, I have. I'm, I'm very... Uh, even though I, I probably won't be playing it for a while, I do intend to play it sometime in the future. I got so many games in my backlog and everything like uh, that I have to get to before I touch Diver Dave. But I, uh, Diver Dave, Dave the Diver, you know what I mean. Put some respect on his name.
1: What a game, I'm sorry. Too, a game about like a fat diver. Like- <laughs> and I pre- You know, I appreciate that, too, is that he's this fat diver and they make, joke, they make jokes of it. But out of all the characters, because there's other characters that are like slob you know, just slob like that that one dude that makes the guns. Uh which I assume you came across at this point, but Yeah, I did, yeah. He uh, you know, he's obviously like, oh look at this guy. He's like the dude from South Park playing wild type of person. Right, right. Uh whereas Dave is just like a fat guy who just wants to chill, you know yeah, what I mean? Like not, you know, he's just yeah. a cool
0: dude, you know? He's right. not gross because he's fat. He's just No, I'm saying that wrong. He's not, he's just He's
1: he's a a big guy, he's not gross. He's actually, people are like surprised that he's like pretty agile in the water and everything like that. Yeah, they call him graceful and
0: shit. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, there's just something funny about having like this weird like seedy fucking business guy who's like making phone (laughs) calls and running shit. And then you got like this buff black sushi chef who doesn't take no shit and just wants you to go get his fish for the day. And then just the fat (laughs) diver who's just gonna go and get it. And how it has two gameplay loops is really interesting to me. I like you know, it's split into like the the diving the diner portion. dash. Yeah, and then you got the whole yeah, like the dining dash thing at the end where you have to like deliver people's food to them and I don't know. Yeah. It's addicting. Like I wanted to keep going. Um it is. But I'm glad you even though know I, I
3: haven't even though right. I haven't played the game, I love Dave the Diver because like it's a perfect representation of just like the beautiful creativity of indie games on display because you'd, you'd never see this from a, a AAA studio. You'd never see something like this, like taking this direction, going with this kind of premise. And like, when we have all these wonderfully creative indie devs, like just taking a risk and going, taking a, a silly premise and building a great game around it. Mm-hmm.
0: I guess that's the dream. What do Thank you think, you think it go. is about Dave the Diver? This is for everybody, uh, mm-hmm. if you want. What do you think it is because it's kind of blowing up. What makes an indie game blow up? I know that's the question, Ian, before you, like, uh, but, like, what do you think it is? Just, like, the appeal? Like, the art that grabs you immediately? Because this has been one that I've noticed for a while, and I couldn't tell you why I noticed it.
1: I mean, I, I've i seen some nice-looking indie games, and I've seen some games that sound good on paper, but they don't quite make it. But it's... it's So, I mean, they help, obviously, but I think it's really the combination of... of Ingenuity or you know inventiveness, create creativity, that sort of stuff, mixed with just s- solid mechanics. You know it plays well. Um, the games that don't play well but look good or whatever, you know they they're not as successful because people who do play them uh, will immediately complain about it about how uh, these you know it's full of bugs. It should stay in early access or you know whatever things like right. that. Um, and also, just lack of business acumen, I think, too, also doesn't really help a lot of indie devs, unfortunately. Um, it's you can get past that by making a good game. You look at Concerned Date and Stardew Valley, but um, sure. I, I think they make a lot of mistakes there as well, marketing and, and just trying to shove it down every.
0: Does every it uh, th- at the end of the day? Does it really just come down to marketing and budget?
2: I think I think that the the you know initial interest comes down to marketing and art is really, really helpful in that way. I think art, you know, is super important, um, you know, that's like the first exposure that most people are going to have to your game is going to be its visuals, right? So they don't necessarily have to be super sophisticated visuals, but they have, they should be well applied, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, have to be and then I think you're right. You know, you know, business acumen or tenacity in marketing. I mean, you can absolutely overcome budgetary restrictions to your marketing, but you need to be really fucking aggressive. I mean you need to be knocking on doors. Uh <laughs> you know, fucking
1: conventions are huge.
2: Yeah, and you and you really need to like, you know, I mean the you know the advice that I have always heard, and I think it's true, like you really need to start early. You know, you need to start early. You Build need to following. be Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, you really need, you know, the community is the is is the key. Um, Exactly. Which means you need to be a number of things. You need to be a man about town in like multiple communities, which is very fucking hard to do. If you're, especially if you're like an introvert, (laughs) like me, I'm terrible at all of this, incidentally. (laughs) Uh, So I'm speaking from like where I feel like, uh, like I, uh, I come, come up short, right? Um, And then you, you also need to be like very good at leveraging your like man about town status in several communities. To to cultivate you know a community specifically around your your game somehow you know and there are different avenues obviously people you know gravitate to the platforms that they feel most uh, most comfortable with but then there's the question of like well what keeps a game like what contributes to the staying power and that's where you yeah, know absolutely the bedrock of your like you know your ingenuity and the your game feel and your lack of you know, jank or at least, you know, having qualities that can transcend, you know, inevitable jank the way that something like I would say Sable was able to do. I still um, haven't
0: played that, by the way. Been meaning It's good. I think I think you'd like it.
2: Um, yeah, same. Yeah, it
0: seems seems like a game I would like.
2: I enjoyed it and I played it when it was still pretty janky. Um, really? yeah, but it was still good. Um
1: there, there is a game completely off topic but I don't want to forget about it, sorry. But uh, and I, Homebody, that one that the Game Grumps are involved with, I think publishing, that from my experience so far has been really interesting, and I think you, at least Ian, if not everyone else, but at least Ian, I think you would really enjoy it. That's on my wish list. It's, a, it's
2: like a classic survival horror game, right? Homebody? Oh updated my, classic it's,
1: survival horror game. It's definitely inspired by, but there's some depth to it. Um, I I I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's on uh, it's on my wish list. I'm
0: very intrigued. I almost bought Dark Souls Two today, by the way. Gross. Uh, Oh shit. (laughs) Yeah, because it's like on sale, and it's like a big deal anytime any Dark Souls game goes on sale. So,
2: oh man, if you buy that game, I will fucking play through it in its entirety, fucking keeping pace (laughs) with you and co oping it with you. (laughs) I don't think I can. I bought so many
0: games today, and I still have to buy. I have to buy the. Well, event eventually, you know, even if yeah.
2: even
3: if not um, even if not today, because oh, no, I really
2: want to get the other ending um, that right. I didn't get.
3: Oh yeah, we should mention the Steam summer sales going on right now. If yeah, that was going to be listening. my segue.
0: I was going to talk about Dave the Diver because that's why I own it because of the summer sale. And uh, mm-hmm. I was in a unique position today, well, this year I guess. Too. I'm always broke when these big sales happen, and today I got paid. So fuck yeah! Uh, I wanted to talk about some of the games that I got. Starfields on there. I don't have Game Pass, so I'm gonna be one of the dumbasses that paid seventy dollars to play it when I could have paid ten. I have and Game Pass and I'm thinking about buying it on Steam it simply co- for
1: my
3: It could be uh, worth the seventy. It could be worth the $70. people were really yeah. impressed by Here's the new hoping. deep
1: dive. Did I you hear figure- about this shit with AMD though? No. They uh the Bethesda or whoever uh signed an exclusivity thing with AMD graphics drivers. So you know we were talking Ian or sorry, Ryan mm. uh, talked about the opinion Ob- Ob- thing. Yeah. And and so each like Intel, NVIDIA, and AMD, they each have their own technology where it upscales. It'll like lower the the resolution and and, and fidelity and everything like that, and so that you're talking you about better. like
0: DLSS and equivalent, right? Yeah, yes. right, 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 FSR. I don't use that unless so I need to. So I don't care about that.
1: I, I guess that works then. But the point is that a lot of people don't use AMD, and AMD's is is almost unanimously like it's the worse. lesser of all. Of yeah. Them um and they 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 have an exclusivity thing with them where it's still it, better it's than' work theirs
0: mm-hmm. yeah you know they don't have to give you an FSR so that your
3: shitty PC can run their video game like mm-hmm. they you could just run it natively right. and just to be fair as as someone who's used pcs all my life <laughs> while AMD's not as good as Nvidia AMD's still there's still some good stuff there it's they still have some fine. good cards mostly yeah fine. what well, there's another the game. assuming you have
1: a card <laughs> that's the thing I most people have NVIDIA or Intel. Mm-hmm.
0: Right, but, I, but I mean I've I've always had NVIDIA cards and I've been yeah. forced to use AMD's graphic solution. Mm-hmm. And it sucks because it's not as good, but who cares? Like it still works. It does its job. Hi. I forget what game it was. There was another game recently, like within within the last year, that was like FSR only. I can't remember what it was. But I think I just Was it a shooter? I don't remember. I'm not going to remember it. I'm going to spend too much nah, time sitting here there. thinking like a dumbass. But no, I, I did not hear about that, Josh. Is that like a recent, recent thing? Or is, has that been out a, like well, a week or two?
1: Within the, within the past few days, I heard about it. But uh, a lot of people are upset
0: about it, you know, because gamer nerds. Oh, yeah. And, everybody's yeah. upset about everything all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, I got Project Zomboid. It's been on my wish list oh, for like a yes. long time. Let's play it. And yeah, oh, it's I, got co op? I don't know much about yeah, it. Yeah, it's multiplayer. Now. Other than what tempted me to get it in the first place. They've been working on it since like 2010. Yeah. And it's still. The flavor text for it, like, really sold me on it. Hold on, let me see if I can read it. It's changed quite a bit. It says, Project Zomboid is the ultimate in zombie survival. Alone or in multiplayer, you loot, build, craft, fight, farm, and fish, and I struggle to survive. A hardcore RPG skill set, a vast map, massively customizable sandbox, and a keeps tutorial raccoon await the unwary their slogan back in the day is
1: that you basically like you will die it's just a matter of when good times um but i've seen people last quite a bit quite a long time in there but uh it's been a long time since i played because i bought it back in like 2012 and uh like i said a lot's changed since then but from what the things i do know i'm happy to
3: yeah i was excited to finally grab it like uh i don't i haven't installed it yet but it's there I've watched people play that game and it's a, can be very very addicting. Good. Let, I need <laughs> I need to distract myself.
0: I was also looking for like party game or party game equivalents, so I picked up one of the Ooh. Jackbox packs. Um, Hell yeah. I asked Josh which ones he had so that I wouldn't buy one he had and he never answered me, so Oh, sorry. I'm uh, up to 6. Okay. Um, I got Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes. I was going to get that too. Ooh, yeah. the, that's was on that's sale. A you only need one copy, but I I would have the person who owns the game is the person who has to defuse the bomb, and everybody else has to like go through the manual and like give directions. Mm-hmm. Um, so that could be I fun, like, I guess. Play that in VR.
3: Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, and
0: Remnant 2. That's what I got. Fuck yeah. And I still got to get that with the escape room game. Yeah, that I'll we get were that talking about. If we're if we're all playing. Yeah, sounds fun. Um, what else is going on? I haven't even figured out who's indie shouted is this week. Is it me? Who knows? <laughs> Who was it last? <laughs> Who was it last? Wait, wasn't it skill up? Didn't we force skill up to do it?
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> well that doesn't clear anything up. <laughs> <out. laughs> and he was like, "Ah, what did he say? Oh no. He said some game that he was uh that he recently he gave us a cop out answer basically. <laughs> he should be disgraced. Um right, what are you doing, Josh? Yeah, I'm I'm looking at Oh my... I'm like <laughs>
1: no, because yeah, the, micros- the my my I, my, I got it, my boom that. arm is in my way, so I'm trying to <laughs> trying to see what I have on my list in case Ryan's here. He her. can do the indie shout.
3: Uh, yeah, it's your fucking turn, Ryan. Oh yeah, hell yeah, I'm down. I'm down. Well, besides uh, Returnal and uh, straight lights, shot. yes, indie shout, indie shout. Yes, of course. I've also got a chance to play Trapang two or Trapang squared. The that's dev a, has not. Cr-
0: that is a good answer.
3: They have not clarified, this pisses me off. I love the dev, they sent me the game for free. God bless them, thank God you so pisses much. me off. <laughs> Thanks for
0: the game, <laughs> But
3: They still haven't confirmed like, is it Trapang 2 or Trapang squared? Cause everyone's arguing it. about the name.
0: You could probably get away with, I would just say 2 just to be safe cause there is a Trapang 1.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Trepang, that's a great game. If you, if all of you have been hungering, hankering for a spiritual successor, or just a straight up uh, sequel, or remake, or remaster of Fear. That's spiritual this, waiting. No, no
0: this I was wondering if this was
3: on Ian's radar because it
0: very. It much is, is, yeah. It's, this, uh, I'm very fear. excited.
3: About it's basically Fear. It's basically, <laughs> fear. It's basically saw, modern day Fear.
2: I saw some footage the other day of a guy using what appeared to be. One of the fear shotguns in each hand. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Flying you can, through the fucking map.
3: You can dual wield all the weapons. That includes the snipers, the grenade launchers. You can dual wield every weapon. Dual
2: wielding shotguns was probably my favorite part about the Machine Games Wolfenstein. Well,
3: yes, not more games do that, and but and this game fully embraces it. It's so good. The so it's we- a and- horror game. It's a, it's an action game with some horror elements. There are like, there's basically, there's levels of the campaign that are dedicated to high octane action. There's others that are dedicated to more slow and creepy. um,
2: See, that's what I'm especially curious about because I have always felt that fear really threaded the action horror needle really, really well. They Mm -hmm. like never, lacked at least in the first game like the atmosphere was never lacking even when you're you know in like big like set piece action scenes you still you know feel that vibe I and even of fear. course the like the concept of the replicant soldiers mm-hmm. is like terrifying like, it's fringe horror yeah yeah the more you think fear. about it the creepier it gets
1: i thought fear had the same creep factor that half-life did back in the day i mean oh, it's yeah, more action but but i that's what when fear first came out that's what it reminded me a lot of was playing was playing half-life and fear Half-Life. one gives like, big half-life
3: vibes i agree with yeah. that oh yeah oh yeah it even feels like
2: half-life to play i guess because it's sort of of that era I it mean, came you know, out what the year after half-life
1: two and they even or well, they even have like their own version of the g-man you know what i mean like it's
3: all you think almost almost fears no the version no, no. Man?
1: no there's a guy There's a guy in here. Paxton Fettel? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Oh, okay. I guess... uh... Is that a good comparison? Is the cannibal super soldier comparable to the? Well, he, they, Lung they, Lung both of energy
2: them, energy? both of them, lurk just out of reach. Right. <laughs> ah, and they both they they, share that and they, and they both talk like this. They do. They both do, do. both talk oh, weird. That is right.
3: true. Fair, fair, fair. You got me there. You got me there. Um, but when it comes to Trepang Two, it, it's a different <laughs> kind of horror. It's not. Qu- it, I will say the is not as good as it is in Fear, but. It's more of that. How do I put it? Kind of like amnesia horror, where you're expecting the jump scare, you're expecting the monster to come out and go boo, but then it doesn't. Where like it mm-hmm. draws out the tension, it it like plays with the environment, it gets dark, plays with the the lights, and has sound effects. Like you hear something behind you, you turn, and there's nothing there.
2: Yeah, that's what it reminds me. Fear has one of my one of my favorite jump scares in gaming because you're going through this space, you're expecting it, you're expecting it, you're expecting it. it. And when it finally does happen,
3: the monster goes, boom. And it's somehow (laughs) more effective. (laughs) I know know what you're talking about. Like it's more subtle, yeah. Yeah,
1: That game made me, me, I think, was the first game that made me really start to fear the jump scare at the top of a ladder.
2: Yeah, man. That was the the pioneer of the the ladder jump scare. Yeah. props as well to uh, to Callisto Protocol, which has a really wonderful, uh, equally subtle jump scare at the bottom of a ladder, which uh, I really like.
3: Oh, shit. I got check if Callisto Protocol's on sale. Thank you for reminding me. It is. It <laughs> is. You got it. Anything oh. I can do to help that
2: game move fucking units.
3: <laughs> really? You feel that way? Like no bullshit? I mean, I
2: think I think it's uh, it's good enough that it deserves life. <laughs> You know, I, thought, I mean, I'm not saying that it's fucking the greatest thing since sliced bread, but it made me really sad that it got shit on as hard as it did when I feel like plenty of things that are just as mediocre get heralded as like, you know, the second coming of fucking Christ. So
1: still, It was the oh. hype train I did it in, man. Yeah.
0: Should yeah. I uh, should I get the escape room game or the Callista P- Protocol game?
2: Uh, get, the, get the escape room game for okay. sure. You'll get, you'll get more mileage out of it. Yeah, What are you, know. you playing A Callisto
1: Protocol?
0: Me? Yeah. I don't know, I randomly pick, play games and... I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but you know, you always, like, with the with the scary games, like, nah. I don't know, oh, I, you did I, Dead Space. I, I barreled through Dead Space pretty quickly. Oh. I mean, Ryan watched me, mm-hmm. but yeah. was, I had a good time in that game.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you
0: did do Dead Space. That's still also, my, and I played RE4. Yeah.
3: Also, well, I'm happy to, to hear Callisto Protocol. It's getting its uh, big story DLC
2: soon. New story DLC. I'm very happy about that. I am. I am going to get it. I mean, I would give. I I would give that game a solid, you know, like C. You know, C plus maybe. And as a C student, pass, most of my fucking life, you know. Sometimes yeah. that's that's okay. Looking out for the the
0: little guy.
1: Um. <laughs> Sorry, my ass hurts. Like,
0: it's okay. Like, you know, you're, you're solid, uh, you know your solid, you know, 7 brother. out of 10, <laughs> <laughs> 3 out of 5 stars. It's 30 bucks, and it I, has a demo, God bless them.
3: So, yes, uh, it has free, it's the entire first level of the game for completely free. Yeah, you gotta love that, go check that out. I highly recommend it, absolutely worth the money, it's... Easily be one of my favorite games of the year. It's like it's shocking how good it feels to play, even though it's like a quarter of a budget of like a triple A game. Like it competes with fuck it, Destiny. Destiny Destiny has fantastic gunplay, but this like god, it feels so good when you're shooting dudes with a shotgun, they're getting blown to pieces. You're activating slow mo and doing karate kicks in the air. And it feels so smooth and responsive. Trepeng, guys, you don't need, you know,
2: you don't need a giant fucking team to make a, a good game that's for sure like, oh yeah even, i mean even the original fear i mean the original fear by comparison to today's like triple teams that team was yeah. tight oh yeah one 100. fucking guy on ai that's why they fucking invented the fucking revolutionary ai they did mm-hmm. so that one dude could do it by himself
3: I M- have always been an Im- impressive developer, like with with fear, with uh, no one lives forever with their shadow. Uh, uh, their, their uh, R.I.P. Level. No one
2: lives forever. Get me I a know. fucking remake of, or remaster or anything of that fucking game. Like, oh, my geez. God,
3: that would be so oh, so good. So th- like the world is ready for more. No one lives forever.
2: Yeah, but copyright law is not ready for no one lives forever. <laughs> like nobody knows who owns that fucking game. Like it's a fantastic example of copyright law gone insane. Twenty
1: two's <laughs> mm. <laughs> got microphone issues going on. I
2: think it was Ian. Probably oh? oh, me. It's over.
1: Okay.
0: I think it it's was
2: over. <laughs> it, was like it was like a dog <laughs> whistle. <laughs> well. it was like this
0: oh. weird oh. feedback sound. I, I was just laughing was. at Josh because he was like taking off his headphones and
1: shit. <laughs> I don't know, like for whatever reason, it was like really like like vibrating like the inner cochlear, whatever the fuck that bone is. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder what it was. It was like, it's like feedback, weird. like a loud noise. Yeah, it was like the microphone going near a speaker, but it wasn't like super loud. But it was just
0: like woo, enough that it was like. Uh, no, that's so
3: weird.
0: It's gone now. Yeah. It wasn't too bad for me. It's got to be just because Josh has fancy headphones. Mm. Why do fancy. I smell
3: shit? Oh, no. <laughs> Where do I live?
0: <laughs> anyway, Chipang 2 in stores uh-huh. today.
3: Um, aye, <laughs> aye. If suit eh? the
1: feeling onto you, it'd make my night. It'd be horrible. It smells for so you, bad
3: but... I'm about to
0: take my earbud out to sniff. Like, <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like when you're when you're trying to drive somewhere you're not familiar and you turn the volume down. <laughs> follow bitch. the directions. Anyway. Uh, I get that. I get that. um, Games, I guess. Mm -hmm. Keeping it real. (laughs) Uh, Anything
3: else that we're missing here? Go ahead. Oh, well, if you guys don't mind, because I've been actually kind of dying since last night to talk to you guys about this, you guys got to play outlast trials and i only just yesterday got to play some i got to get through the tutorial and i'm very fascinated to hear your thoughts on the game because i got through the tutorial and i was blown away i can't believe this game's in early access it doesn't feel like it's in early access and i just like you guys are way further ahead of ahead of me and i'd like to hear your thoughts because like i was really impressed with what i played just from the tutorial didn't
0: we talk about the outlast trials What did i I
2: why did i say it up here like that I don't know, I don't know, but we, uh, I think we mentioned just a little bit. ass memories! I think that game is, oh, is sick. Um, I That's think right. it's, it's, it's definitely an early access just due to its amount of content, but obviously yeah. they're going to be bringing more, more shit into it, but it's just so nice. No offense to the intrepid indie developer community of which, you know, I mean, you know, Red Barrels is a big boy, but they are still, you know, definitely like th- fiercely independent, Um, but it's really nice to see one of these stealth horror multiplayer games with some real infrastructure behind it, you know what I mean, like, uh, you know, real production, like production value behind it.
3: An emphasis on animations, I would say, because a lot of these horror games, like they leave the animation totally like on the monster, on the on the killer character, and like, your player character is very static, like you interact with things, but you never see like hands or anything with that. With Outlast Trials, it's very physical. It's very immersive. You see your hands, you see your legs, and you see your character physically interact with everything around them.
2: And, and it only sometimes feels like you have a crippling neurological disorder. <laughs> I think it's achieved it, honestly. It's a, I mean,
1: a big part of that reason is because it has to do with the mechanics in themselves because the animations are slow, uh, in certain aspects, on purpose to make it scarier as you're running away or hiding. Um, honestly, it, it is an excellent game. As much as I am a, a little bitch about it, um, <laughs> the only complaint I really have is that there are times where the enemies are super aggressive. Like there, we were playing yeah. last night, and there was a moment. I uh, like I think there were literally like five different enemies just can't. Were just walking around like, the the, enemy and you're hiding. City
0: is. I would uh. say not perfect in in areas um, yeah. where it can just feel fucking relentless. It's, uh, it's, it's relentless and it gets frustrating, like but. We were playing with somebody brand new and she, there was a, you know, Ian, you remember the, I don't want to say too much because Ryan hasn't seen it yet, I'm assuming, but you remember, I think it's what, level two with the colorful pipe puzzle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah she was just having trouble even just grasping the scope of the puzzle like what do i need to do just because there's like you're constantly being chased and then like even that puzzle in general where you're like following pipes even that's completely disorienting when you're being like interrupted and chased through three different
2: halls well, when you're, you're mlg gamers like we are <laughs> yeah. it must we, be we you first tried that shit you know it must so, be you know. cuz it was me josh <laughs> and her and it
0: wasn't it wasn't good
1: honestly Dude. when the three of us played you me and me and I felt it went similarly. Like we were like, it took a while to get. I mean, we got through it just like we did last night. But it took a while to figure out what the hell was going on. Um, and that is just, I mean, some of it's difficult. But it really has a lot to do with with the enemy aggressiveness. And I get, you know, it's a hard game and they're wanting to kill you. I get that point. But you know, mm-hmm. it, it, to make it a fun game, you need to just chill. Just give it us a, a little bit of a breather to figure out what the fuck is going on.
2: Okay. Uh, That's my interesting. Most, my most vivid memory about the pipe section was walking around like trying to like get everybody together to open the secret door. <laughs> yeah. Like I yeah. get like Casey Casey be like, all right, let's do it. I'd be like, all right, Josh, where's Josh? And like go and get Josh and be like, all right, let's do it. And be Meanwhile, like, where's like Casey? The Benny Hill <laughs> thing is playing Josh's <in laughs> <George's laughs> corner. <laughs> and, and by that by the time you found
1: by the time you found the secret door too, I think we were all kind of getting a little fed up. They were just like, let's just fucking go. And then one of us would be like, all right, fine, I'll do it. And then the other would be like, oh, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this
2: is just yeah. me tugging on people's fucking hands. Like. Yeah.
3: yeah. Okay, that leads me to ask. I'm interested now. Is the tutorial a re- um, uh Is the tutorial... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? A decent representation of the rest of the game?
2: I think it's a pretty good vertical slice of the, yeah. of the like, overall experience. Uh,
0: imagine that with Josh... Just me, and
3: uh,
0: All okay, of us okay. probably in our own Corners being chased by our own Enemies uh, But no, I don't know the thing that I like about The game is the I don't know the, Like the teamwork thing it's not As prevalent as I'd like it to be um, Or it is and we're playing it Wrong I'm not sure yet uh, But I just love team games for people Of jobs like, like oh, I, yeah. I have a, a stun thing that I can use to Save
3: people and, oh that's right. I noticed yeah. that in the tutorial, You can only carry one item at a time. So that's three. how like you be Oh you three. can carry free. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you Which get like a, your
1: like class ability. Yeah. Which you don't get right off the bat. You have to wait
3: till like level two or something. Two or oh three. okay, okay. Oh, so there's a bunch of other mechanics I I, I haven't experienced yet. I mean, they're, okay, they're, that makes very they're exciting. relatively
0: simple. It's like uh I think Josh's is the most interesting, right? It's like the the radar. I the X ray. Yeah. Where you can kind of see enemy looking
1: and i think it was doing healing yeah. uh and then there's the last one that none of us Ooh. used yet for blindness
0: yeah i don't know blindness
1: i mean i guess the you make the one. enemies
3: blind yeah i don't
0: know but they like each one has its own like uh unlock tree that you can spend currency on to improve so like i, I don't have any good examples i don't remember the unlocks but uh they, they're pretty good um i think again the balance is wrong with I don't know maybe it's just me getting old, but like I'm losing more and more patience faster and faster with games that have a bite-sized mechanical concept that force you to discover it over the course of twenty hours. Like, you know what I mean? Does that make yeah, any sense? Yeah,
3: No, you I, get why, what you're why does it
0: take me like three fucking rounds of Outlast trials that are like one point five hours each? To upgrade one, long, one ability like, one time, like, like
1: it is, it, it is exhausting. Even besides the aggressiveness and, and the enemy density, it's it it. They are fucking oh, yeah. marathons sometimes.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I still like the game a lot. I just yeah, I'm just being a, an old ass. <laughs> well, nitpicky
1: a little bit. No, you? no,
3: that's a that's a fair criticism. I find a lot of games get progression wrong, where like the, the whole. Appeal of progression is like getting stronger, getting better, seeing and experiencing new things. And if you like make progression too slow, too tedious, where you have to go through so many hours just to unlock simple things, well, it it diminishes the appeal of a progression system.
0: Sure, and it like I don't know makes me sad. Games, I guess. Makes me sad. <laughs> Do you have any more? i <laughs> uh, trial's questions, right?
3: Um, I guess. Um, how far have you guys gotten? Like, how, like, what's the extent of the content you've? I know you, you, went to. We
2: finished all the baseline content. It's not a lot, though. Because and we've done a little bit of
3: the, uh, of the, of the like extra shit. Okay, so what's the the structure like? Are these like okay. scripted linear affairs, or is like so? So
2: yeah, so they're they're what they're three, three levels in total. Okay. And each, so, and these are the, what, they're called programs, I think? Trials. Case files, trials, something? Well, the tri- I thought the trial. maybe they are the trials. There's, they're trials and programs. One of them is nested in the other. I can't remember which one. Um, but anyway, each of these, you know, levels has, like, the sort of main, you know, mission in it. Um, and then it has like, uh, some sort of like little bonus activity, which has a name that I can't remember. And then it has, I believe two tiers of like higher difficulty versions of the, of the main objective, right? Um, and they all have different like reward pools, I believe is sort of the way it works.
3: Yeah, I noticed um, because once I got for the tutorial, I got to the hub area, which I was really surprised to see a hub area area and see other players like walking around. There's a lot of customization to unlock, which really surprised me. Yeah, and it's all in-game currency.
0: Yeah, I wasn't like even just yet having played the game already coming back yesterday after I don't know how long it was, if a break a month or whatever, like as soon as I load in and there's just like there's like eight people standing around a lunchroom table and like two of them are fucking arm wrestling and they all look like crackheads and like
2: what fucking game is this?
0: But it was uh yeah, I don't know. It's definitely unique. I don't think there's really much mm-hmm. else like it. That's out right now.
2: Red yeah. Barrels, man, they have a singular vision. That's for sure.
0: I'm a sucker aye, for aye. that dumb over the shoulder, like while you're sprinting, like you know what I mean. The Q and E leaning. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Almost never use it, but for some reason I love it. It's like <laughs> iconic to Red Barrels t- to me. Uh, that yeah. like that looking over you the as corner. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Do we have anything else? I mean, we've been talking a while. We, we can stop if. you're
3: I don't think we have anything. I like could this. go for hours, but you guys have a have a time limit. I assume don't want to go too long. Keep, oh, keep the viewers of attention. Well, it on this, man. My GeForce game ready driver is
0: available. So we're gonna have to cut this short. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, I forget how to end this show. It's been a while. So uh, what is it? This button? You can find everything you need to know about this show and I guess games on Twitter josh is that josh and yeah ian's at discreet infinity
3: ryan is that what gamertron? the gamertron show the yeah. gamertron show yes on twitter on twitter, on, on twitter and on youtube since okay, now okay. we have x on youtube for some reason oh <laughs> that's right that's right uh yeah so yeah have fun see you next week
0: two weeks a month